0: Hey, Sasha Hey Courtney, how do ghosts go to the hospital? I don't know how do they go to the hospital? They take an ambulance but they're already dead. Shut
1: up, it's spoop out. <laughs> Yeah, it's been about two weeks.
0: Not for you guys, you heard us on Tuesday, but we haven't recorded in a while. And we're finally settled in the new place. Yay! Well, settled enough, Fish. we have a recording space. We do. I have, I live out of boxes right now. I don't, I'm <laughs> done unpacking at this point.
1: Yay! Yay! And we're sitting on our new podcasting couch, which is very firm and cradling our
0: buttocks. Mm-hmm. Which is good for me, because I'm having really bad sciatic nerve pain, so. and this couch is perfect for yeah, me. <laughs> it's
1: very firm, thank you Wayfair, mm-hmm. sponsor us. And yeah this is this is where we record now we are in our basement outside of some woods where probably
0: cryptids live maybe maybe yeah yeah do you want to just dive right into what spooky things happened to you this week? Yeah, let's do it. So, first off, so we're in this new house. Yep. Um. One interesting thing that I found today, upon talking to our neighbor, is that right at where the trailhead for the lake trail by our, behind our house is, mm-hmm. is this beautiful waterway uh-huh. that is a Civil War relic. Oh, good. Yeah. So, it's haunted and so racist. It's haunted and racist. But yeah, it's a, this really cool stone structure looks like something out of a Ghibli movie, and I'm yeah. like waiting to be spirited away or to like run into Totoro in the woods. Which I is hope you don't get spirited away. Maybe not. I yeah. want to be turned I into a see pig, Totoro. <laughs> but uh, the spooky shit that happened to us this week, <coughs> our roommate was setting up her DVD collection, and she alphabetizes everything, which is really convenient for finding movies. Yeah. But as she was working through, you know, letter O, and then gets to P, she pulls out a copy of Poltergeist and goes. I don't know how I got this. This isn't my movie.
1: (laughs) So Poltergeist willed itself into existence in our new house. So that's
0: cool. That seems fine. That's terrible. It also may have brought
1: an extra copy of Labyrinth, because she now has three.
0: She knew she had
1: two, but now she has three. She has
0: three copies of Labyrinth and Mm. a copy of Poltergeist that no one asked for. Yeah,
1: so that's fine. And then I tweeted about it. I have a haunted toilet, I'm pretty sure. So the first night here... I was already not sleeping great because, you know, new place and like, you know how it is when you're in a new place and you're like, I don't know what's going on. Everything makes a weird noise and there's different white noise and it sounds weird. And so in the middle of the night, all of a sudden, my toilet goes as if someone had just used it. But nobody had because it's my toilet attached to my bedroom. So nobody uses it other than me. So I was like, well, that's fine. And I was like, well, maybe I dreamt that. Maybe I wasn't fully conscious. Well, then it happened when I was awake the next day. So I emailed our incredible landladies and I was like, hey, um, the toilet makes this weird noise and it sounds like somebody's using it when nobody's using it. Is this a known issue? Because like at my mom's house, one of her bathrooms, you have to turn the water off in the toilet between uses because it just runs runs constantly. Yeah. So I was like, is this something that I need to do something about? Or is it just like, just like a weird quirk? And they're like, oh, it's a weird quirk. We've had it evaluated. It's nothing serious. It's just something that happens. So ghost toilet.
0: Ghost toilet. Because they,
1: the plumber they called in could not find a cause. So
0: ghost toilet. Ghost toilet. Woo!
1: And then we temporarily lost our mic. And then we found it. Which is good. But then my computer was being a dumb. And... The most recent Windows updates, probably because of GDPR, required me to allow the microphone permission to record me, which like, I don't know why you'd have a microphone if you didn't want it to record your voice, but that's neither here nor there. And then I got grumpy and we had to watch a Vine compilation. Yeah. So that's cool. That's fine. I have a spoop snack for us that Sasha accidentally called.
0: Yeah, because I saw it the other day and thought, oh, I need to tell Courtney about this. And then I didn't. Yeah. But you knew to get it. I
1: did, because Sasha earlier was like, oh, I was at Starbucks the other day, and they have this cake pop. But it doesn't look like a cake pop. It looks like a donut. And I go, well, you're going to like today's snack. Do you want to open that bag?
0: Yeah. Crinkle, crinkle,
1: crinkle. Crinkle, crinkle, crinkle. (gasps)
0: Oh, isn't it cute? What? so cute. Yeah. I got
1: one for each of us, so there is one for our third roommate. We'll Yay. take a picture before we trash them because they're really fucking cute. Really cute.
0: Oh, you know what's one other spooky thing? What? That I ha- experienced that I had this week- weekend. <laughs> 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 oh, the cake pops cake are moving pops. on their own. Ah! Oh, that was it. <laughs> <laughs> Yesterday, I saw some ghosts. Oh, what kind of ghost, Sasha? Ghosts from my past. Whoa! Because I went to my high school's ten my graduating class's high school. What? A ten-year high school reunion? Yeah, yeah. Because we're
1: old. Mine was last year. It wasn't that spooky, it was just not fun because some people turned out to be racist. (laughs) And you didn't
0: even go to like the main one. You went to a different one like run by friends. Yeah. This one was like the main one. And like people I wanted to see weren't Mm -hmm. there. And then people who I had like completely forgotten about. Like I kept quoting back Star Wars that's a name I haven't heard in a long time. (laughs) Like all night and yeah, it was interesting, but it was fun to reconnect with some people. I, I don't know if any of them listen to the podcast, but if oh. you do, hey, what's hey. up? It was really cool though, because like I reconnected with one friend from like like we were all in the same honors and AP English classes like mm-hmm. all through high school. And he also went to college with us. Yeah. And is now married to someone that I'd marching band with. Oh. And so they're up north and he works for Wikimedia. And thanks for always doing my research. Right? And so <laughs> I was like uh, so Jack was asking like oh so you know those like f- donate five ten fifteen twenty mm-hmm. whatever dollars and goes yeah that's to like pay us <laughs> to <laughs> like run everything so donate to wikimedia especially yep. if you use it like we use a lot of wiki for to like guide our research yeah. and uh, i pay them and so please totally pay, pay my pay my friend alex <laughs> help him help him and his wife live she does sustainable she's a grad student she does research in sustainable farming Aww. so help them live so that <laughs> they can work to make our future better and yeah so that was really cool that was probably like, the coolest reconnection yesterday just like learning that someone who aids us in our research for our podcast indirectly (laughs) is doing shit is doing shit so that's awesome nice Um, this cake pop is really good is it good yeah Yeah. I'm destroying
1: it because it's really fucking good
0: yeah So, on our plate today is... A cake pop. A cake pop. That's shaped like a donut, so is it a donut? (laughs) Or is it a cake pop? We just don't know. We just don't know. Primarily, we're going to be focusing on weird medical shit. Mm -hmm. So, maybe not necessarily spooky, but definitely really gross. Mm -hmm. Um, As someone who hates body horror, I had to look at a lot of body horror for my research this week. But at least (laughs) it wasn't body horror for the sake of body horror. It was, like, legit photos of, like, medical things from a long time ago that we now know are... was stupid.
1: I will say, I was reading through, a couple days ago, I was reading through, we have a list of things that we ultimately want to talk about. I have them organized in a loose schedule, Mm -hmm. but we go off it all the time. Anyway, I asked Sasha, I'm like, these are what I have currently on our slate, what do you feel like talking about this week? Mm -hmm. I run down the list, and Sasha chose medical things. So, like, yeah, there I, were other choices. I don't know what happened, but Sasha goes, let's do medical stuff. And I'm like... It's
0: funny, but it's one of those things, like, kind <laughs> of the way I read horror movie synopsis mm-hmm. is I have a morbid curiosity. Yeah. Or even going to this reunion yesterday. Same kind of thing. It was the same kind of thing. I just wanted to learn more about it. Who got hideous.
1: Good news. It was the guy who was a dick to me, even though he was a year behind me. He was such an asshole. And now all of his has come out through his face.
0: Yeah. It was actually stunning.
1: Yay! To see, like,
0: how, how just... And I'm not a, I don't think I'm a mean person. I, I'm usually I try tolerate to I tolerate a lot of people, but he was really mean He tortured people for
1: for three friends. fucking years. Yeah. Like he was a nightmare. He played the same instrument I did and he was just a goddamn dickhole. About and I saw him it.
0: from a distance yesterday and was like,
1: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like ordinarily I'm like everybody's beautiful. Good job on having a face, y'all. You guys are doing great. But if you're an asshole, I will absolutely make fun of you for when your assholery catches up to you. Mm Because fuck you, asshole. He knows who he is. I would be surprised if he listens to this podcast. He's one of the people who referred to Barack Obama as Barry for the eight years he was president. So, yeah. Dickhole. (laughs) Just sucks. But anyway,
0: anyway, medical mystery. Medical The medical mystery is how did he get to be such an asshole? Um, But then we also have a listener story from an Australian friend. We do, which is great. Yeah, Um, and
1: thank you for your patience in waiting for it because she sent it to us a couple weeks ago. But because we weren't recording a full episode,
0: I didn't want to ruin it. Right. And then no, that might be it now, right? Yeah. 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 Listener story. We talked about this medical stuff. stuff. Yeah. 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 So we got a listener story. So
1: I'll go ahead and read this, and this is from Carly Marie. And she asks that she has a YouTube channel where she does makeup, story time, and things bogan. That's how you know she's from Australia. She has dogs. She right? has dogs, and they're really cute, and she even says, my gorgeous dogs are in the videos, too. So, check her out. I was watching one of her videos earlier because I didn't want to butcher her name. I was pretty sure it was Carly Marie, but, you know.
0: Well, you also didn't know that there was an L in there for I a didn't. For a second, I
1: thought it was Carrie. I'm very sleepy all the time. <laughs> But it's fine. I found it. I saw her beautiful dogs. They're beautiful and they're dogs. So you're welcome, everyone. So thank you, Carly, for these stories. Hello, Courtney and Sasha. I have a few weird ghostly spoop stories for you. These have happened to me all in the last nine months. So these are recent, which means you are probably still living in the place where these happen. So like maybe move, question mark. (laughs) First, one happened right after my dad passed away. We, my mom, sister, and 18-month-old niece, left the hospital after we said goodbye to my dad and we went home. I'd made my parents' bed the night before, and it was untouched when we got home. About an hour later, my mom said she's going to lay down, and she goes into the bedroom and calls out to me. I go into the bedroom and see the bedsheets pulled back on my dad's side. Mom asked if I'd done it. I said no. My sister said she didn't do it, and my niece wouldn't have been able to pull it back. We couldn't explain this, but we took it as a sign that wherever Dad was, that he was okay and no longer suffering from his five-year battle with cancer. That one's nice. Yeah. I like that. He was just getting into bed one last time. He was just getting into bed. That's sweet. Aw. Don't move from there. That sounds like a nice ghost. Yeah. That one's cool. The next one was reported by my husband. He'd gone over the road to the shops. I love all these little, like, Australianisms. Yes. Like, it's cute. He'd gone to the shops. Adorbs. Anyway, he'd gone over to the road to the shops One night, and when he came back, he asked me what I was doing in the back room. I was confused and asked what he meant. He said, well, the light was on when I went to the shops, and when I walked across the road, the light turned off. I told him I had no idea what he was talking about. I'd been sitting at a kitchen table the whole time, and I was the only one in the house. Oh, God. That's not great. I don't love that. I don't love that one. And apparently this last one's the worst one. Oh, God. The last one creeped me out the most. I was awake at 4 a.m. and in the kitchen caking my face because, let's be honest, who doesn't love doing their makeup before sunrise? (laughs) Bless. I woke up like this. I'm just beautiful and sunshiny, right? (laughs) Anyway. All of a sudden, I hear, clear as day, love you in a man's voice. I turned my head swiftly to the left, looking up the hallway, thinking my husband had gotten up and said this to me on the way to the toilet. No one was there. I remembered that my husband's and my dad's voices were similar. I'm a skeptic, but kind of believe he was touching base and letting me know he's okay. Plus, we did all make a pact that anyone who died would have to haunt us in the afterlife.
0: Ah, Amazing.
1: Amazing. (laughs) Amazing. And then she says nice things about our podcast.
0: (gasps) Thank you, Carly. Thank you. But I like that, the family pact to haunt each other.
1: because we have a similar pact.
0: Yeah. Like,
1: it's a bigger deal if you die first to haunt me because I don't super believe in ghosts, so it would take me seeing you to be like, all right, I'm on board. I'm on
0: board. But yeah. 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 Nice. No, those are nice. Like Thank, you, Thank you, Carly. Those are like the not scary stories. Yeah. But we love them all the same. We because, do. Like pleasant ghost stories yeah. are always always a plus. I
1: only skimmed it when she first emailed us because I was like, Ooh, I want this to be a surprise. But those are nice. Those are
0: really nice. Oh, um, the light
1: turning off. I don't love that. Yeah. That's
0: icky. But your dad's still like hanging around is awesome. That's
1: really sweet. I um, like those.
0: So, stories, send them to spoophour at gmail.com. I had a very good friend yeah. and listener. Nee. And also her boyfriend who is also a listener and now a friend. Hello, boyfriend um, and friend and friend. <laughs> tell us that they listened to our podcast. Yeah. And I was really, really, really excited. They apparently have stories. And they have for stories, us, so, so we told them to to send them. Carl so, and Melissa. <laughs> I I'm hope you, you out. <laughs> Have a safe trip back to your hometown. <laughs> and that you guys hop on your computer And immediately
1: email immediately us your Immediately email us your Because we are getting older. <laughs> Our backs hurt.
0: Yes, quite. <laughs>
1: All right, well, on the note of backs hurting. Oh, God. Let's do some medical shit, Let's shall we? Let's do some
0: medical shit.
1: Yay! So, the story I have, it's not an old story. It's from 1994. And this is something that... There is an episode of The Dollop about it. So, if, say... You hypothetically host a podcast about friendship and your name is Dr. Elisa Lucas and you just had a birthday and you love the dollop as much as I do, (laughs) you probably know this story. If your name isn't Dr. Elisa Lucas, you might not know it. But this is the Toxic Lady of Riverside. Hey, Dr. Hey, <laughs> so Dr. Alyssa
0: Likus. So we love you. We love you. Happy birthday. I might be coming to Michigan at some point this summer, <gasps> so I'll hit you up.
1: Please hit her up. <laughs> oh, man, I'm jealous. I want to hang out. Anyway, so most of this I got from that episode of The Dollop. Discover Magazine, which, like, blasts from the past, right? right? And, of course, Wikipedia.
0: Give them money. Thank you, Alex. Thank you, Alex.
1: <laughs> so, this one, it, again, it's not... Th- it's not explicitly spoopy, but it is, it's, it is creepy. Mm. I'll let you be the judge. Okay. At about 8.15 p.m. on February 19th, 1994, 31-year-old Gloria Ramirez went to the emergency room at the Riverside General Hospital in California. She was in the late stages of cervical cancer, and she was disoriented, tachycardic, and in respiratory distress when she was brought in. Also, this story is going to involve a lot of me trying to say medical words, so. Yeah.
0: I think I know, the, know the story. story? Oh, yes, okay. I think we've talked about we, it before. Yeah, okay, I'm really excited. Just because we were talking about,
1: like, random creepy yes. Wikipedia pages, and I was like, "You, you Yeah, because I read this one, yeah. This yeah, is, it's fucking this is weird. Okay, it's weird. Yeah. Woohoo! Hold so, on to your butts, everyone. Hold on to your <laughs> butts that are being cradled by our new podcasting couch. <laughs> So, Gloria comes in. Like I said, she was in the late stages of cervical cancer. And Mm -hmm. what kind of sucks is, like, she had the abnormal pap smear, which is why always get your pap smears, ladies. It sucks, but they can detect things early, and then we take care of you. That's been too much information hour with Courtney. (laughs) Anyway, so they – she went to Riverside General for her general, like, preventative maintenance, whatever, and she had an abnormal result, which they should follow up with to see if you have cervical cancer. Mm -hmm. But they didn't. And so they didn't find out she had cervical cancer until much, much later when she started having like symptoms Mm. because they never got her her test results. So that sucked. So she's now 31 years old and dying of cervical cancer, which blows. Mm -hmm. But following standard procedure, now that she's in the ER, the medical staff gave her several drugs just to sedate her because she was in like, she was distressed and she was disoriented. So Mm -hmm. just pretty standard procedure. They wanted to calm her down so they could start caring for her. And they wanted to slow down her heart rate because tachycardia is when your heart rate is pumping so fast yeah. that you don't get enough blood to it, Right. so it doesn't fill up all the way, so then you get even more disoriented because you're lightheaded and you're not getting blood to the parts mm-hmm. that need blood. But while they're trying to slow down her heart rate, they're also trying to pump air into her lungs, like CPR style, but they're using a different thing for it, so that they can get her oxygen levels back up and try and just like get mm-hmm. her to a root-stabilized place. So Gloria wasn't responding very well to these treatments, so the staff tried to defibrillate her heart Mm -hmm. just to get it, like, again, back down to a baseline, slow it down, just get everything cool. But when they removed her shirt to apply the defibrillator, medical personnel noticed a strange oily sheen on Gloria and smelled a weird, fruity, but also garlicky smell. So I don't really know how things can be garlicky and also fruity, but this is what they smelled. And they assumed it was coming out of her mouth, like maybe she had eaten something earlier and they were just smelling Mm -hmm. her breath, so they kind of brushed it off, and they resumed trying to treat her. They were defibrillating her, all of that. So at this point, Susan Kane, an RN, tried to take blood from Gloria's arm, which is really standard procedure. Mm -hmm. Like when you can't figure out what's going on, you take some blood so you can figure it out. So she swabbed with alcohol, again, standard, put in the catheter, and started removing Gloria's blood, and that's when shit got weird. Because Susan, the RN, noticed a strange smell, like ammonia, which is not a smell you should smell near a human body. Mm -mm. So she draws the blood and she hands the vial off to a medical resident and then turns to try and figure out where the smell is coming from, Mm because it's weird and if something has gone wrong you want to like, lock that shit down, because mm-hmm. you're in an ER, in a trauma room, you gotta get going. So, the medical resident, Julie Gorczynski, who gets the vial from Susan, noticed odd manila-colored flecks, and everything I read said they were manila-colored, mm. so that horrible like, pale yellow yeah, of those folders, yeah. that's in her blood. That's not normal. No. That should not be happening. Mm-hmm. And... Dr. Humberto Ochoa, who was also there at the time, saw the manila-colored flecks as well. Yeah. So a couple people have reported they all saw the same thing, manila-colored flecks in the blood. At this point, Susan bends over to try and find the source of the smell, to try and find if it's on her arm, if it's under the bed, what's going on. And at the same time, Maureen Welch, who is a respiratory therapist and she was in the ER at the time, thought that maybe the smell was coming because Gloria was, she had cervical cancer, she was undergoing chemotherapy, and there's this weird thing that happens to some people where your blood will react to the chemotherapy drugs right. and cause a weird smell. So they're like, okay, well, maybe it's that. Mm-hmm. But we don't actually know, because at that point, Susan turned towards the door and started to collapse. Weird. Weird. Dr. Rochoa, who, like, incredible manages to catch her as she's falling and then she was placed on a gurney so they're mm-hmm. like okay this is bad we're gonna put her on a gurney we're gonna check her out when she came to susan said that she felt like her face was burning which is bad mm-hmm. and so they take her out of the room to get some air and kind of like maybe just calm yeah. her down you know just see what's going on that's when julie who is the medical resident who noticed the manila flex in the blood she started feeling lightheaded and she got really nauseated so she left the trauma room, and she sat down at a nearby nurse's desk so she could just like take a breather, mm-hmm. and somebody asked her, hey, are you okay? And that's when Julie slumped over and was unconscious. So she, too, gets placed on a gurney, wheeled out of the right. ER. And when she was placed on the gurney, Julie started to intermittently shake, and she would have moments of apnea. So she would stop breathing.
0: Oh, God. And then
1: she'd start breathing. She'd take a couple of breaths and then stop breathing yeah. again. That's bad. R- R- Objectively yeah. bad. Yeah. Meanwhile, back in the trauma room where Gloria is still undergoing treatment, Maureen, who is the respiratory therapist who thought maybe the chemo was causing the weird smell, right. she heard someone scream and then she blacked out. When she woke up, she could not control the movement of her limbs. Mm. So, right off the bat, we're like 10 minutes into this story and three people have now been taken out. Yeah. Not counting Gloria, who came in feeling gross. So at this point, staff are like, holy shit, something is going horribly wrong. And Dr. Ochoa, our hero, ordered an evacuation of the ER to get everybody out, including patients, everybody get out to the parking lot. Right. In total, 23 of the 37 staff members became ill after Gloria's blood was drawn. Ultimately, five were hospitalized. Oh, God. Dr. Ochoa and a skeleton staff stayed inside trying to keep Gloria alive because they are fucking heroes. Right. God bless you if you work in the ER, that's incredible. And they were like, we're going to try and keep this woman alive. They've got that situation under control. So it was him and I think two or three other people were trying to get Gloria's heart rate down and like just stabilize her. Unfortunately, despite their best efforts, her blood pressure continued to drop and finally, she passed away at about 8.50 p.m. Okay. So, 35 minutes yeah. after she came in, she was dead. The cause of her death was initially ruled to be kidney failure as a result of her late-stage cervical cancer. Right. And so she was moved into an isolation room pending further investigation of what the fuck was happening. Mm-hmm. Out in the parking lot, though, things weren't great. The, the nurse who had helped move Gloria's body after she passed started throwing up and felt a burning sensation all over her body. Mm. So if you'll remember, Julie, the medical resident, got nauseated and Susan had the face burning. The first three individuals to fall ill, so Julie, Maureen, and Susan, Mm -hmm. they all were still experiencing the same symptoms even out in the parking lot, and Julie's began to get worse. Julie ended up spending two weeks in intensive care to combat her breathing problems, hepatitis, pancreatitis... And a vascular necrosis, which is a really upsetting thing that I learned about, in which your bone tissue is deprived of blood, so it starts to die. Oh. This is not a normal thing. This doesn't just happen to someone out of the blue, but out of the blue, she gets hepatitis, pancreatitis, and her bones start to fucking die. What the fuck is happening? In Julie's case, the necrosis focused on her knees, oh so it was God. attacking the bones around her knees, and she was forced to use crutches for months after the incident oh God. while she recovered. So at 11 p.m. on February 19th, which is the same day as the incident, hazmat teams arrived to try and perform an autopsy on this woman who was seemingly fucking poisoned,
0: mm-hmm. which... Can you imagine getting that phone call? Right, your your loved one is poison. Yeah, like,
1: hey, um, so... We can't let you see the body because you're going to get sick. Bad news, Worse news. Your mom died, and also, you can't see her because you might die too. Yeah. What the fuck? So the coroners were concerned that any attempt to do any kind of autopsy or investigate anything would result in other people getting sick. Because they didn't know what was going on. They didn't know why all of these healthy people in the ER were suddenly dropping like flies. They were worried there was some sort of pathogen or a toxic chemical or some as yet undiscovered threat that could wipe out a lot of people. So pathologists wore the, you know, those like moon suits like an E.T.E. or anything else Mm -hmm. where it's like a nuclear contamination. Right. They wore those and sealed the body in an examining chamber because they were so worried. They were like, we don't know... What the deal is, we got to wear these suits because we have to protect ourselves while we try to get answers. They sealed the examining chamber and they started conducting their examination. Mm -hmm. They took samples of Gloria's blood and tissue to run tests. But the Riverside Hospital coroner said that nothing was out of the ordinary. He found nothing that could cause such a large-scale incident. He was like, this is just a woman who had late-stage cancer who passed away. Mm -hmm. Nothing weird. In the months to come, outside investigative services would come in and try to determine what caused Gloria to become known as the Toxic Lady of Riverside. What a title. Right? Can you imagine? You Not only do you lose a loved one, but also they're like, hey, so we're calling her the, the toxic, toxic Lady because she made a bunch of ER people sick, like 23 goddamn people. Right. One investigator found that in Gloria's blood had been an unidentified amine which is a derivative of ammonia, which if you'll remember when they drew Gloria's blood, do you remember what they smelled? Ammonia. Yep. So the National Institute for Occupational Safety and Health said, huzzah, we're done. We found the culprit. It's this weird amine. That's why we smelled ammonia. That's why everybody got sick. Bing, bang, boom, done. But the amine wasn't present enough in such quantity to explain like, there there wasn't enough to cause this kind of
0: reaction. No, that's,
1: Yeah, there was just, like, a a very small amount, so nothing nuts. Others said that the amine wasn't anything that shouldn't be there. It was just a reaction to an anti-nausea drug that Gloria was on. Right. So, from what I could tell, like, that's a common... They commonly prescribe the anti-nausea drugs when you're undergoing chemo, because it can mess with your stomach. Mm -hmm. And so, as this anti-nausea drug breaks down in the body, you get the trace amounts of amine. So, they're like, this would just be how her body was processing that, like... Anti-nausea stuff. This isn't like anything insane. This is just something that was supposed to be in her body. Right. This investigative team also found nicotinamide, which can either be vital to health because it's one of the B vitamins, Uh or it's a critical ingredient in making methamphetamines. Uh Uh-huh. So this investigator is named Brian Andresen, not Anderson, Andresen, and I'm making a point of that because I'm pretty sure I'm going to accidentally call him Anderson. Yeah. So I'm sorry, Brian, I will try. Oh, I'm trying to remember how the story ends. Oh, yeah, yeah. it's mm, not great. Mm, 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 mm. So Brian Andresen, Andresen said that nicotinamide is a relatively inexpensive compound that can be used to cause euphoria. So drug dealers can use it to extend their more expensive drugs. So instead of making like, pure meth, which can be pricey. Mm-hmm. They cheaply extend it with this compound, and then they get more money because they can make the drug last longer right. and get it to more people and still have the same effect. Cause yeah. It causes that euphoria. And this compound, he said, is it's not something that someone who is very, very sick, like Gloria Ramirez, right. would ever take. Like, right. So he's like, this is not something that should be found in somebody who is dying of cervical cancer. Yeah. His team also found dimethyl sulfoxide... Yeah, that seems right. Yeah. Which is an industrial solvent a lot of the time. Right. It can also be produced naturally by the body, though. So it's one of those things where it's like how certain stuff has formaldehyde in it. Yeah. And it's like, it's not anything that you need to be afraid of. You can have trace amounts of it in your body without it being a big deal. Right. This is that kind of thing. Okay. Okay. But the quantity in which it was present in Gloria's bloodstream was enormous. Yeah. So she had also, they had also found traces of like Tylenol and codeine, which again, common for someone dying of cancer. There was more of dimethyl sulfoxide in her bloodstream than the codeine that they knew she was taking. Uh Uh-huh. So that's weird that you would have more of this random thing in there than a medication that everybody knows you were on. Right. So that's insane. So Andresen's team couldn't figure out why it would be in her body, let alone in this quantity, but he also thinks that this compound alone, the dimethyl sulfoxide, wouldn't be enough to get so many people sick just from breathing it in. Mm -hmm. There is a theory that the dimethyl sulfoxide combined with a naturally produced dimethyl sulfone in Gloria's bloodstream, which is something that naturally occurs in the body, and that when these two things combined, it created some sort of, like, toxic substance that, I think it was Andreessen's team said, it was like nerve gas. Yeah. But labs haven't been able to replicate those results in the, you know, 20 years since, so they've come under criticism. Right. Like, originally they were like, okay, that's what happened, it was just, she ended up with this weird shit in her bloodstream, and it combined to make her essentially one giant nerve gas canister. Yeah. But because we haven't been able to replicate it in a lab, we don't really know what's going on. So, what happened? Yeah, what the fuck happened? What the to fuck her? happened? Sadly, we do not know. It's been, at this point, almost 30 years. And the official explanation, and this is the one that Riverside General Hospital puts forth, this is the one that most people say is what happened. They say it's mass hysteria. So, they say that the people in the ER smelled the weird smell and then had a massive outbreak of anxiety and panic that led to psychosomatic symptoms. Yeah. I think this is total bullshit because if you work in an ER, you have undergone so much training to deal with fucking traumatizing situations. So, like, you are trained not to have an outbreak of mass hysteria and you know how to respond to really horrible shit. Something like an ammonia smell isn't then going to make you... Panic to the point of losing control of your limbs. Right,
0: this makes me want to ask my friend Hockham, who yeah. is going to be Dr. Hockham soon. Oh, yeah, yeah. ask Dr. Hockham. He loves working... It's a weird thing. He His, like, favorite place that he's worked in so far mm-hmm. is the ER. Yeah, like, some people so, like that. Right, like, so I want to ask him about mm-hmm. this, like, would there be a situation in which... All y'all would start panicking and yeah. dropping like that. Yeah, and like. Or do you guys like have it together more? I work for a nonprofit
1: that has nursing members, nurses mm-hmm. members, and from what I understand from them, the people who work in the mm-hmm. ER work there because they love it. So right. these are people who like thrive in the situation of crisis, mm-hmm. who can push through like <laughs> seeing the worst possible shit. Because right. think of what happens in the ER. That's yeah. where you go when something has gone horribly wrong. Exactly. So. I think it's complete bullshit to say, they smelled something weird, and then suddenly this woman had to be on crutches for months because her bones started to die. Yeah. Like...
0: Something else has to be there. Something
1: had to happen. But I think that there's something much shiftier going on, and Mm -hmm. the hospital is trying to cover its ass, and so everybody's like, oh, it's just mass hysteria because it's easier to put it on the victims than to accept responsibility that something shifty happened. Mm Don't sue me, Riverside Hospital. I don't know shit about shit, but something doesn't smell right. Something smells like ammonia. So, in the dollop episode, they float this theory that I think holds a lot of water. Mm -hmm. So, the theory is that at the time, Riverside, California was not a great place. It was a hub for methamphetamine dealing. Mm -hmm. And so, a common practice at the time for meth dealers was to, instead of selling like actual meth Mm -hmm. they would pack meth ingredients into an unassuming form so that they could more easily distribute it because you know you don't want to hand somebody meth and then they walk out and the cops are like hey what's in your hand you're like it's meth you got me so they would pack it and one of the ways it was commonly transported was by packing it into iv bags So they'd give you the ingredients to cook your own meth, and then they'd be like, have a great day, and you'd walk out with an IV bag, which wouldn't draw any extra attention,
0: because you probably have some condition that you need the IV bag for. And those IV bags made their way to the hospital.
1: Yep, or someone at the hospital was like, I have access to IV bags, I can stash these meth cooking kits in here, and And then if people go to the hospital and walk out with an IV bag, you're not going to think twice. So this is all wild speculation, but that makes a lot of sense Mm -hmm. to me that there was some bad egg working in this hospital who was using their access to get people meth kits. Mm -hmm. And if someone were using the hospital as a front for this operation, it's possible that one of the meth kits ended up with the other IV bags. So instead of like putting in a saline line or something, they accidentally put in the meth IV which would kill you because it's liquid goddamn meth. Yeah. And that's why because like think of like Breaking Bad and any other movie we've seen where they cook meth they wear all that protective gear because you're working with a lot of chemical shit that's not good for you. Right. So like if you're gonna accidentally inject it into somebody they're gonna die. Yeah. And so it's possible that like the the hotel the hospital like sort of knew maybe something shifty was going on yeah. and they didn't want to have to, like, close the hospital down entirely. Right. So they were just like, it's mass hysteria! Ha 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 Don't yeah. look into it anymore.
0: Right. Maybe quietly fire the person who did it. Exactly.
1: Like, get to the bottom of, like, okay, which one of you fucks is selling meth? Yeah. And then, like, quietly get rid of them and try and clean it up because, like, you know, you don't want to shut down your whole hospital. Right. And that's what would have happened if you accidentally methed this poor woman. Exactly. So... Poor Gloria. The hospital also acted really shady after Gloria died. So after the autopsy was performed, two months after her death was when they released her badly decomposed body. And the state of decomposition was such that there is speculation that they intentionally kept it not in a refrigerated room so that it would hasten it so that maybe an outside party performing an autopsy wouldn't get whatever the fuck went down. God damn it. The, the family even hired a pathologist because they were like, you know, our mom doesn't do fucking meth. She, I don't know why she would become toxic. We want to look into it. So they hired a pathologist, but the pathologist could not properly look into the cause of death because her heart was missing and her body had been contaminated with fecal matter. What? So there was shit on her and there was no heart in her body. You don't accidentally lose a goddamn heart. No, I'm sorry, especially when fuck? she's when you when you're so worried that she's got like some sort of horrible packaging, yeah. her that could kill everybody. You're not going to accidentally. Oops, I walked out with the heart in my hand instead of my car keys. That was silly of me.
0: What the fuck? I know this is like disturbing beyond belief. Good yeah,
1: Lord. and then sadly, ten weeks after her death, Gloria was finally buried, and oh. she is now known as the Toxic Lady of
0: Riverside. But it's not her fault. It's not her fault. Like. Gloria deserved better. She
1: did. I hope she's in a happy place now. Fucking Riverside. Again, this is all rampant speculation. Please don't sue us. But like, it does seem shifty. Right? Like, if if it just had been like a weird convalescence of circumstances that caused this bad reaction, even if it had just been the mass hysteria, Right. why would you hold on to the body so long and not take care of it? Where did you put the fucking heart?
0: Right. How did it the shit get there? It can't there? walk, like, it doesn't walk off. No. Why is, it, why is she covered in fecal matter? Yeah, what
1: the fuck happened there? Like, if these people were so afraid of contamination that they were wearing, like, moon suits, then who how the did fe- It's right. not like, oh, well, the pathologist just forgot to wash his hands. They were in moon suits. Right. So unless he rubbed his poop hands on his moon suit. Oh, God. Suit, like, what the fuck? <sighs> so... That's that. And it's, it is kind of a spooky story, I stand yeah. by. It It creeps yeah. me out.
0: It, it's really creepy. Yeah, and
1: it makes me sad. Yeah. Just because, like, it's so recent. Mm-hmm. Like, 1994, we should know about medicine by then. Right. And shit like this should not happen. But, I don't know. Riverside, since then, to my understanding, has gotten a lot nicer. Mm-hmm. Like, everything, it's been gentrifying and shit, and we have a lot more, like, outreach to stop people from cooking meth. Right. So, like, I don't mean to poop on Riverside as a place. Or contaminate it with fecal matter or whatever, it just seems like something weird was happening yeah. at this hospital.
0: Yeah. And I don't know what it is. It's only twenty four years. Yeah. Dang. Yeah. That's really not that long ago.
1: No. And next year it'll be twenty five years since she passed away mm-hmm. in February.
0: Hmm, I'm not satisfied.
1: I'm not either. It's one of those, th- it's like the Dietlov Pass incident yeah. where it's like, I don't have an answer and it bothers me. I want right. to know because like, I conclusively want to know, okay, we fucked up. We accidentally gave her this thing or okay, this weird shit happened and it's not going to happen ever again. It was just a weird thing. But for them to be like, I don't know, it's mass hysteria. That seems like bullshit. I don't know.
0: On the bright side, my cat's being real cute. She's
1: being real cute. She's all snuggled behind the spoop hour pillow.
0: All right, so I've got some more creepy medical bullshit <laughs> to share with you guys. Creepy um, medical bullshit. Mine is mostly, I'm just gonna do kind of a rundown of various whos it's and what's it's from the history of medicine. <laughs>
1: Medical who's that it's, and we, it's That we
0: know now to be complete and utter bullshit. I, I'm not going to go into like mercury or bloodletting. Oh, yeah. But we all know about that. We know those are bad. Like <laughs> how
1: when I went to the quarantine station, they used to bathe people in fucking paint stripper.
0: Right. Yeah. I saw there was one for like getting rid of lice and everything. They would spray DDT on people. I mean, it would get rid of the lice. Right. We now know you don't spray. <laughs> we don't spray DDT. And on there's people. another one that was like some kind of eye surgery or whatever but they would just like directly put nuclear radiation oh my god i know that what (laughs) because of a
1: project i did in the ninth grade i knew that i think it was the romans Mm -hmm. to get rid
0: of cataracts
1: they poke a needle in your eye to break the cataract and then just like suck all the pieces out upsetting
0: yeah um there was also stuff like um when you're talking about trying to will like her lungs to work or oh, when doing yeah, it. Yeah. yeah,
1: I was like, oh, iron lungs. <laughs> yeah, that was great. Yeah. No, they had like a thing like you know those things yeah. that suck the snot out of baby yeah. faces. Mm-hmm. Essentially, it was that, but like in reverse, reverse. where they were just like pushing stuff yeah. in.
0: Yeah. So the first creepy thing. Yeah. Again, remember, I don't like body horror, and this was so a terrible to, choice. I I will send Courtney the the articles and stuff that I found these in, so she can pull the photos to put on our Instagram. Follow us at Spoop Hour on Instagram and Twitter. Courtney, please. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to look at it. Okay, well I had to, I, will I had you. to look at it.
1: I will, yeah. If you had to, I have to. Yeah, so for and, you guys, I'll suffer through
0: and it. And I hate I hate blood and I hate body horror, so here you, we go. You know what
1: I don't hate is donut cake
0: pops. So I I'm love just gonna sit here pops. and think
1: about donut cake pops and not medical who's it's and what's it's.
0: Alright, so the first thing I have is pedicle grafts pedicle pet pe- yeah pedicle yeah pedicle um, okay it's a pedicle grafts so is this like a pedicure nope oh. <laughs> so, can, I, can we pretend <laughs> it is no oh. <laughs> it's a procedure developed by Dr. Harold uh, Gillies Dr. Harold Gilles, to treat disfigured soldiers during World War 1 oh so think about like all of the terrible images of soldiers you've seen uh-huh. who come back from war and they're missing chunks of their faces uh-huh. So, back when skin grafts and reconstructive plastic surgery had about a 0% success rate, Mm-mm. first they take a flap of skin from an, un- an unaffected area of the patient's body, and then they sew it into a tube, and then temporarily graft it to wherever the new body part was needed. The new tube maintained a blood supply to the grafted area, which dramatically decreased the chance of rejection or infection, while simultaneously increasing the number of children that would never come near you ever again.
1: I mean, <laughs> if it worked, I guess. But right. Did it not work or did it work? No, it, it usually oh, worked. Well, that's so good.
0: So I'll show you the the before pictures are pretty bad. Well, yeah, but you would see like the after photos were usually really impressive because like. He came up with this procedure a hundred years ago. Yeah. Right? But patients would go from, like, having, like, a huge gaping hole in their face, missing a whole chunk of, like, just in their entire nose or whatever. Yeah. To looking almost back to normal. Like, you still could tell, like, it was still, sa- something has happened. Oh. But you'd still get, like, a full nose back and everything. That's really good. Yeah. So he, so a hundred years ago, before we had... You know, stronger reconstructive surgery. Yeah, he was at least able to figure out if you take a flap of skin from somewhere else, you can stick you it. You you can maintain like having something to graft onto later instead of letting everything turn into like scar tissue and yeah. then not being able to operate on it later. All right, the next one was heliotherapy, and so the photo that I found was a bunch of children, s- naked children, standing. Oh, yeah. Oh, good. Holding hands, standing around a light. Uh Uh-oh. And so, thinking about that, when you've got this group of mostly nude children holding hands in darkened room around an alien glow, it automatically already seems, like, pretty... (sighs) Creepy and terrifying. I'm thinking right? of
1: like the creepiest part of Howl's Moving Castle, which is not. A oh, oh, movie, yeah, yeah, but with, with, with all the, the shadows little, and the do they're do like, do
0: do do. Yeah, yeah, they're dancing, yeah. So they're actually standing around a sun lamp. Okay. So if you think about now, like they, a lot of doctors will prescribe like for weak seasonal affect, you know, get one. A oh sun yeah, get like a yeah, like to, a you know, just to trick UV your brain lamp. or like take vitamin D pills. Yeah, right. So, starting in the late 1800s, kids who suffered from lupus or tuberculosis were sent to hospitals and clinics to receive heliotherapy. Uh Uh-oh. The skin's children produced vitamin D in response to the light, and as a result, they were better able to fight off TB and other bacterial infections. We now know you don't have to stand around a giant light naked. No. But there are other (laughs) ways. I was like, if they just take the kids out sunbathing. let's let's all go play outside for half an hour. But some of this makes a little bit more sense when I, like, watch, um... Have you ever seen the The Wind Rises? Mm-mm. It's a the more kind of grown up Miyazaki movie with the guy who likes planes. Oh, yeah. I have seen that one. Okay, but you know his his partner yeah. is undergoing basically you could assume it's TB treatment. Uh, yeah, but yeah. she she'll wear a kimono and just like, kind of sit outside or whatever with other people. Like, you know, they're bundled up in their sweaters, but they're getting vitamin D yeah. from the sun. Oh. Um So my, that's one.
1: My favorite part of that movie is his buddy, there's one weekend where he's like, well, I'm off to get married. And I just love it because they don't build up that, like, he has a girlfriend or anything. He's just like, well, I'm off to get married. So I like to think that he just, like, walks out, sees a woman and goes, hey, what are you doing for the rest of your life? Right. And <laughs> boom. Boom. Married. married.
0: <laughs> this was one that was really hard for me to look at, and I'm sorry, oh, but no. this is the one where I was like, do you want to hear something gross?
1: I do not, but <laughs> uh, okay.
0: Rib resection. Hard. And, yeah, I'm sure that sounds about as delightful to everyone as it does to me. The photo was of a guy having his ribs resected. Jesus Christ! To drain the pus out of his lungs before he drowns in it. In the days before antibiotics, this was a common side effect of pneumonia. The ribs were often removed so the lungs could be more easily accessed for incision and draining. A procedure which killed exactly as many people as it sounds like. Yeah, I would um, say most the of The photo them. that I saw was really fucking ho- horrible because, like, he was missing, like, 20% of his torso. And, like, Ugh. he, like, like, wh- it was awful. That was the hardest one to look at because I was like, ah, uh, 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 <laughs> the entire time I was looking, doing my research. Like, upset Tarzan.
1: Yeah. Uh, uh, yeah, I was, it, it's
0: upsetting. I'll send you the photos. Okay, it was not good. Thank you. All right. The next one was called net suspension, and this one looked about like something that Hillary would do at her like aerialist class. <laughs> so Hillary is one of our dedicated Spoop Hour fans yes. and also friends,
1: and she does aerialist like the silks. Yeah. So you know the people at the circus who like wrap themselves up in silks yeah. and then like fall. So pretty? this kind she of
0: it kind of looked like this. It was this dangling, as the website called it, a torture device. Oh, good. Um, it was for patients with scoliosis and other deformities. And in order to reset their crooked backs before putting them in a cast, And they would dangle them in a net by their hands and feet. It
1: seems like maybe if you have a crooked back, you shouldn't suspend them by their back. Yeah,
0: so this was, like, a thing that they would do during the reign of polio. So oh, on top good. of, like, iron lungs, they would also use these dangling nets to kind of, like, reset the bones in your body. Fucking nightmare. Yeah. This is also kind of gross to think about. Plumbage, which are lung balls. Lung balls. Yep. So
1: balls of lungs or so, of like balls that they put in your lungs.
0: Balls they put in your lungs. Oh good, that so, was the worst one. Um, so it looks, the photos look like an x-ray of somebody with about a dozen golf balls in their right lung. No! But it's like, why? what benefit do you get from cramming a patient's lung full of balls? Or, um, that's what you get. So it was a, pro- a procedure called plumbage, which is the c- process of collapsing a person's lungs with acrylic balls to allow them to rest and heal the lesions caused by, again, tuberculosis. Oh my god! TB fucking everyone up. Oh my <laughs> god, we were so Bad at treating And it's TB. funny because yesterday, like when we went to Taco Bell, I was like, Yeah, we're going to TB, the good oh. kind, not of the bad kind. And then today, all my research is, is like, Tuberculosis! Cool. <laughs> the drawback to this therapy, because there's obviously a drawback. What could be the drawback to filling somebody's lungs with golf balls? Sometimes the balls were never taken back out. Oh, good! Right? Just leave them in there! And, and that's so fine. that would lead to infection, sepsis, and other serious complications result- related to having your lung tissue inundated with balls made of the same materials used to craft fish fingernails. Oh my god. So yeah, that was one I was like, frick, <laughs> While I was doing well, research. my life has been ruined. I know, I'm sorry I'm ruining your life, I'm but I upset. ruined my life by doing this <laughs> research, so I'm taking you with me. Oh
1: good, you're dragging me back down.
0: <laughs> <laughs> um, another terrible thing that I saw was children's soothing syrups, and that sounds like, that what, what was your guess?
1: I, it sounds like you're, like, poisoning your kids so you can get some goddamn peace and quiet. Yeah, so to
0: aid the stressed 19th century mother, a series of soothing syrups and lozenges and powders were created, all which were carefully formulated to ensure they were safe for use by the most vulnerable members of the family. Babies? I'm just kidding. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> they pumped each bottle full of as many narcotics as they could hold. Woo! Woo! <laughs> Or when your kid just won't shut the
1: fuck up. So there
0: was one particular brand called Mrs. Winslow's Soothing Syrup, and it contained 65 milligrams of pure morphine. Ooh, that'll calm them down. That seems like a lot of morphine. I mean, sometimes kids make a lot of noise. Right, but finally... mommy needs a nap. Finally in the 20th century, in 1910, when we all started, like, getting our heads out of our asses. (laughs) um, A lot of these kids grew up weird. I wonder why. Well, Or they just didn't grow up. Or they just didn't grow up. How strange. Wake up from your nap. Finally, in 1810, the New York Times decided the whole narcotic babysitter concept was probably bad in the long run and ran an article pointing out that the soothing syrups contained morphine sulfate, chloroform, morphine, oh, hydrochloride, codeine, heroin, powdered opium, oh, and God. cannabis indica. What the fuck was not in there? And sometimes a, a combination of several of them. Good.
1: Oh, my God. Yeah. Uh, can you imagine being like, God, I'm so sick of all the noise my kid makes. I know. I'll just give them narcotics. I'll just give
0: them some heroin. That'll what be fine. Fuck? What the fuck? What fuck kind of parenting? But that was the other thing. Heroin was on this list uh, of, like, weird things that people used as medicine. Bayer, like yeah. the aspirin company, I mean, invented heroin. With cocaine,
1: they... <laughs> put it originally in Coca-Cola, and it was a medical drink. Like, they assumed it had
0: medicinal effects, because you drank it and suddenly you were full of energy,
1: and you were so strong, you want to see how fast I can run so fast.
0: There was, um, on Last Week Tonight with John Oliver Mm -hmm. a couple weeks ago, they, he showed this clip of a woman who's, like, 93, and she drinks three Dr. Peppers a day. Bless. And she was like, yeah, my doctors told me this is probably not good for me, but I'm still alive, and they're all dead! (laughs) Queen! I was like, how do we know you didn't kill them? Queen, like, I'm, I'm fine with are still
1: killing your doctors. That's awesome. They're
0: right. still alive and they're all dead. Right, my <laughs> second to last one is electrical impotence cures, which is exactly what it sounds like. <laughs> So So Viagra, but with, like, a cattle prod. Right, exactly. That is a plot point in Law & Order SVU. Oh, lord. In the late 19th century, the wonders of electricity became known to the common person, Mm -hmm. and so they thought, surely this could be used to spice things up in the boudoir, right? (laughs) So, electrified beds, elaborate... Oh, god! Elaborate... Cock shocking electric belts. (laughs) Well, that just shocked my (laughs) cock. And other strange devices were advertised as being able to return quote unquote male power and prowess by making your penis rise to electrified attention, like Frankenstein's six inch tall monster.
1: (laughs) (laughs) One, that's incredible, Frankenstein's six inch tall (laughs) monster. I would propose for the episode title. Two, Is it possible that this was invented by a woman who was sick of men's bullshit? And she was like, honey, do this. It'll restore your potency. Just because she really wanted to
0: electrocute the shit out of his dick. I think the next thing after this was the one where it was like, cure for women's hysteria. Which was, go to the doctor and get him to finger you. (laughs) I
1: mean, look. Back in the day, when women were hysterical, there was only one cure, and that cure
0: was an orgasm. Right. But they called it something else. So the bonkers thing about this electric, <laughs> Just the was one was el- the cock-shocking electric belts, was that you can find ads for more than one brand. Yes! Which means that the dick shock belt <laughs> industry somehow survived negative <laughs> word of mouth from the first dick shock belt. And they were
1: like... You don't want their dick shock belt. Our dick shock belt shocks your dick even more. And it won't kill you. Or will it? Or will it? Lives. Take out your husband. Male listeners.
0: (laughs) I'm so (laughs) sorry. Are you
1: looking for natural male enhancement? (laughs) Uh,
0: Oh, God. Yeah, listeners with penises. I'm so sorry. sorry This sounds terrible. Oh, God.
1: I mean,. But given the things that have happened to people with vaginas. I
0: know, but like, (laughs) but the idea of... Electrocuting the shit out of your dick. Yeah, like, oh shit. Dick. Anyway, you survived listening to that. Congratulations. So, the last thing I have is (laughs) trepanning. Yay! Which can also be known as trepanation, trefination, trefining, or making a burr hole. Burr, sir.
1: (laughs) (laughs) They call me Aaron
0: Burrhole, sir. Burrhole.
1: Um, Burhole, sirhole.
0: Burhole, sirhole. That could also be yeah, another. Think, oh my god, we have so, so many. many. Good names. <laughs> so so the verb trepan derives from Old French, from, from Medieval Latin, trepanum, or from Greek trepanin, trepanum and trepanin. Nice. Literally borer or auger. So Great. we're going to make holes in you. And
1: augers are the things that you turn the crank
0: and it, like, digs a hole. Digs a hole. Yep. Yeah. So first off, again, thank you, Alex, from Wikimedia, <laughs> for running <laughs> you the for site. ruining Wikipedia. our goddamn lives. <laughs> but it's a surgical invention in which a hole is drilled or scraped into the human skull, exposing the dura matter to treat health problems related to intracranial diseases or release... <sighs> Pressured blood buildup from an injury. It all also may also refer to any burr hole created through any other bo- body surfaces, including nail beds, no! which I hate the God. idea of.
1: Oh, I'm trying to suck in all of I my know. nails. Oh, um, my God. Yeah,
0: the worst is, like, I've seen people wear, like, you know, long acrylic nails, and, oh. like, at the tip of the nail, they have, like, a little charm. Like dive, but yeah. even, like, like... When it's not even, like, in your, your skin, fingernail. just, like, the real... It's just, like... <gasps> Too close. No, yeah. thank you. So they use a trefine, which is an instrument used for cutting out a round piece of skull bone. So.
1: With trepanning, I know... They also used to do that, not just to, like, relieve pressure, that makes it sound mm-hmm. vaguely medical. They used to be like, oh, something's wrong with this person. They have a demon in their brain. Let's carve yeah. a hole so the so, demon gets so out. So I'm
0: gonna go through kind of, like chunk of time through time because when you read the description like in modern medical things like every once in a while yeah if you have like brain swelling from an injury or hemorrhaging or whatever they do have to cut a hole in your skull to like relieve the The pressure. pressure that makes sense yeah. Right. They usually also put it back, <laughs> or like they do like a gra- Like they now know they how to do it. it. They fix yeah. it, and they but use
1: a clean tool, right, to dig in there. So
0: in ancient times, oh good, ancient holes were times. drilled into a person who was behaving in what was considered an abnormal way to let out what people believed were evil spirits. Evidence of trepanation has been found in prehistoric human remains from Neolithic time onwards. Cave paintings indicate that people believe the practice would cure epileptic seizures, migraines, and mental disorders. Oh
1: my god, I get migraines and the thought it already feels like someone is drilling into your head.
0: Yeah, that's awful. Ugh. So the bone that was trepanned was kept by the prehistoric people and may have been worn as a charm to keep evil spirits away. What the fuck? I know, it gets worse. Oh god. (laughs) But it can also be, again, they knew that sometimes you had to have emergency surgery, right, to, after head wounds to maybe remove shattered bits of bone from a fractured skull or clean out the blood that often pools under the skull after a blow to the head. Sure. So, you know, we, like, they stuff. at least understood that. Yeah, so that's great. In more recent times of post-classical pre-Columbian Mesoamerica, evidence for the practice and an assortment of other cranial deformation techniques come from a variety of sources— including physical cranial remains of bur- burials, allusions and iconographic wor- artworks, and reports from the post-colonial period. So, like, they may have also been doing it in just, like, a ritualistic way. Great.
1: That is, a, in the. if you've ever read the Golden Compass or mm. his Dark Material series, they do trepan, and the idea is that you let more of God in when yeah. you drill a hole
0: in your skull, and so it was, it's more of a ritual rather than to, like, fuck somebody up. It's to... Whatever. Yeah, they have, there's a lot of skeletal evidence in Andean civilizations, pre-Incan cultures. (laughs) There's a group found like south of Lima that they found a lot of like skulls and that would indicate that they were doing trepanning there. It was also practiced, so that was in, you know, South America, we're going back to Europe. Um, (laughs) It was practiced in the classical and renaissance periods. Um, Hippocrates gave specific directions on the procedure from its evolution through the Greek Age, and Galen also elaborates on this procedure. During the Middle Ages and the Renaissance, trepanation was practiced as a cure for various ailments, including seizures and skull fractures. Um, (laughs) Oh, your skull's broken? I know, let's just drill a big-ass hole. Right? Out of eight skulls of trepanations from the 6th to 8th centuries found in southwestern Germany... Seven seven skulls show clear evidence of healing and survival after trepanation, suggesting that the survival rates of the operations was starting to get higher and the infection rate was lower. So that's good. They started figuring out their shit. Progress. In the graveyards of pre-Christian pagan Magyars, I'm sure I'm not pronouncing that correctly. Um, Archaeologists found a surprisingly high frequency of skulls with trepanation. Although more than 90% were only partial and they Mm -hmm. probably served some kind of ritual purpose. Mm. They found though that trepanation was performed only on adults with similar frequencies for males and females but increasing in frequency with age and wealth. So the rich people were boring heads in their holes in their head. No war but class war. Um, But then the custom suddenly disappears with the onset of the Christian era. (laughs) So I guess. Thanks, Christians, yeah, for, thanks uh, for
1: focusing on the Crusades
0: and not like Japaning <laughs> people's <laughs> heads. Um, and then in more modern ages, the prefrontal leucotomy, which is a precursor to the lobotomy, was performed by cutting a trepine hole into the su- into the skull, inserting an instrument, and destroying parts of the brain. <sighs> okay, I this will
1: say I know the brain doesn't have any pain receptors, so but like once you're in the brain, it doesn't hurt. But still, the what idea. The
0: fuck? But this, the the leucotomy was made unnecessary by the development of the orbital transit lobotomy where a spike is inserted through the eye sockets. I know, sweetie. I hate it, too.
1: That's how they used to take the brains out when they mummified people, is they'd stick a stick up there and then they'd just swish Swish it around around and and shuck it
0: out. Yeah. Um, (laughs) The idea of shucking a brain, not, like, (laughs) shucking an oyster. oyster. (laughs) So trepanation now is a treatment used for epidural and subdural hematomas and for surgical access for certain other neurosurgical procedures, such as an intracranial pressure monitoring. Modern surgeons generally use the term craniotomy for this procedure. Mm-hmm. The removed piece of skull is typically replaced as soon as possible. And if the bone is not replaced, then the procedure is called, uh, considered a craniectomy. Trepanation instruments are now available with diamond coated rims, which are oh, less. Classy. They're less traumatic than the classical tra- trephines with sharp teeth. They're. They make you look fly as fuck. Yeah, they are smooth to soft tissues and only cut bone. Oh, so well, they've improved it now that they don't even call it, you know, trepanation. I mean, it's like a it's, it's a craniotomy, craniotomy. And they use tools that will not harm the brain tissue, but well, only get to the skull. Cut to the bone. Well, yeah. It's good at least. Yeah. So, medical things have gotten better.
1: Thank God. But,
0: oh God, like, just the idea of, like, treating anyone. There was one description of, like, the mercury thing that was, like, if you're not oozing mercury out of all of your pores, what are you even doing? I mean, that's an excellent question. <laughs> because it was used to, like, cure everything. Everything. And now we know that that's not that's the way it That's actually
1: go. literal poison. Yeah. Cool. Well, this has been another hour of spoop. Hopefully this was sufficiently spoopy
0: for you. I feel icky, so. Yeah, I feel that this got into, like, this the crappy part not the spoopy part. This yeah, is decidedly this is, creppy and gross. Yeah.
1: And now we all need to go lay down quietly. Yeah, I'm gonna go
0: take a shower after this.
1: <laughs> this is, yeah, I'm gonna maybe watch some Kimmy Schmidt instead of
0: editing. <laughs> yeah, this is this is pretty uh, disturbing. This was
1: rough. Well, we'll be back at it with some spoop next week. Yeah. That is hopefully fun. Hopefully you enjoyed this episode. Yeah. Um, Sorry for ruining your lives, I <laughs> guess. Riverside Hospital, please don't sue please us. Please don't sue us. Like, I'm just wildly speculating. I don't know shit about shit. It just seems shifty. Right.
0: For real, thank you guys Guys for listening, Thank we you so really much. appreciate it. Thank you if for your, your patience with our weird schedule the past couple of weeks. Yeah, we stayed on schedule. We though, did, yeah, which is good. We just had weird episodes. Um, the the K- boo and a episode was really good. I had a lot of fun recording that. Yeah. So, yeah. As always, you know, send us any questions. They don't have to be spook related, no, but just, if you just wanna, if like, you want to like know, just talk to us. Yeah, we both watched Oceans Eight recently. Yes. And have thoughts and feelings. Yeah. My thoughts and
1: feelings are, this is incredible. More ladies should do more heists.
0: Right. My um, I wrote a very quick write-up and sent it to Jack of Pop Culture Bento for his episode. So that was, like, I think Pop Culture Bento's most recent episode features some of my perspectives, so go ahead and check that out. Spoophour at gmail.com, at Spoophour on Twitter and Instagram. We'll, we're there. You'll find us. You'll talk to at least one of us. Yep. Sometimes both. Sometimes both. It
1: depends yeah. on who you get. We're also... Coming up on some exciting changes that we'll let you know about. Nothing scary, just like good fun bonus stuff for you guys. Yeah, and, yeah, we'll let you know when that's all happening. So thanks again for spooping with us. I hope nobody drills a hole into your brain today. Oh, God. Unless you really need it. Uh, uh, uh. And then I hope they use the fancy diamond one because you're fancy. Hello! You're welcome to BSP, the Idiot syncrasy Files. A podcast where two idiots debate strange phenomena. I'm Cody, I'm the Skeptic. And I'm Chris, I'm the Believer. And in this special commercial-sode, we're taking you down memory land and sharing our favorite episodes. What was yours? Um, I liked the Simulacra episode, where Jesus gets burned into toast, and I got to debunk it by burning loaves of bread until we made a rabbit. And yours? Mine, uh, Skinwalkers, because that one scared the you know what out of me <laughs> out of a lot of people <laughs> you can find us wherever you listen to podcasts by searching bs pod phx
0: bye, bye.